All right, everybody, welcome back to During Business Hours. My name's Christopher, and today we're in Woodward, Oklahoma. This is where the current moving or move-in state is that we're gonna be opening another location for uh, business, fun, family, moving the whole crew. I'm sitting down with Luke Goodman. Luke, I appreciate it. He is the yeah. owner, operator, or well, owner, no longer personal operator of Twister's right. Coffee. And if you don't know, now you know, welcome to the show. Is this your first business, Twisters? No. So I started a company, it was called Inspire Apparel. It was back before I got married, I was working out all the time and I wanted a fitness apparel company. <laughs> and so I designed this logo, it was, it was a pretty cool logo. I set up a, a website and I used drop shipping from some company so I did it on Shopify. And then there is a plugin from this company called The Printful. And so pretty much you design your shirt, you upload it to your website. And then if someone orders that shirt, the instructions are sent to, to Printful. They print the shirt, they fulfill it, and they ship it in your name. The problem was they also took every bit of the profit. So like if I sold a shirt for $25, I would make maybe two to three dollars on it. So you'd have to sell and so hundreds. my idea at the time, since I was working full time, I didn't really need the money. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a hobby at that point. And so I was like, well, I will do this and, and grow it big without making any of the profit. And then once I'm big enough, then I'll take over their spot and then I'll plug myself in and then I'll start making the margins. Branding, yeah. But. It all just kind of fell through. I didn't stick with it. What, what, so now you're, you're working on four locations real quick. All right, so this is Luke Goodman. He is technically my wife's cousin's husband and friend. Yeah. And so he owns almost four coffee, three, and three are established, right? So one's established, two are in progress, uh, three are in progress. Yeah, all three yeah. of them are in progress. Uh, two of them should hopefully open within a month from now. And then the third one will probably, probably be three months out maybe. So by the end of the year, you'll have four locations. That's the goal. Yeah. The goal for Twister's Coffee in Woodward, Oklahoma, Enid, Elk City. Elk City. Yeah. And where's the fourth? Just two in Woodward. Two right? in Woodward, right. Yeah. One in Elk City. It's good one coffee. I, you know, it's one of those things everyone always sees coffee and you're like, oh, it'd be so easy. Yeah. It's not easy, is it? Not easy. No. So what made you start Twisters? Well, so I grew up here mm. in, in Vice. I, I moved to Olympia, Washington um, in 2015. And... Um, Never really had a, an interest in coffee that I knew of, you know, it just wasn't something that I ever would have thought I would have owned a, a coffee business. Um, but when we moved out there, one thing that you notice when you're in the Pacific Northwest area is the coffee shops. There, there's probably one on almost every corner, right? And so there's hundreds of them just in Olympia alone. Oh, God. And you just get really familiar with that culture. You know, it's just a drive-through coffee shop. Most of them are little shacks with a window on each yeah. side, which is what we have in, in Woodward. And um, yeah, they're, they're everywhere. And so I always liked the idea of the coffee shop just because it was high volume business with really low overhead. It was, right? what, 2020 that we came out to Tacoma, Washington, or right. Olympia? Olympia, yeah. And 
you had taken us to one of those drive through coffee shops and we, yeah. at that point, my wife was addicted to Starbucks. Right. So I was addicted right. to rock stars. Right. What were the name of those things? Of the, which the, the rock star mix that they did. The Lotus. The Lotus. Lotus. But it was another name, wasn't it? The something Lotus. Or was it Rockstar Lotus or Red Bull Lotus? Yeah, they had they had Red Bull. Yeah, you know, so it was mimosas. Some of them called yeah, mimosa. mimosa. That's what it was. Right. So it'd just be Red Bull mixed with flavor and sometimes orange juice or or whatever. They were crack. It was, yeah. It was twice as twice as powerful as a Red Bull. Yeah. And half the time to make is Starbucks. Right. So we went what four times a day to get Probably those so. things. Yeah, they ended up with like most of my paychecks. Oh my god, that was horrible. Yeah. So nobody had mentioned starting a coffee business in 2020 December. So of us. Yeah. So why did it change so quickly? Well, so we we talked about the idea of it. Um, probably since we got out there, I think for about five years, we would just say it, but really not probably meaning it wholeheartedly, mm -hmm. but we had thought, man, these businesses, it's such a good idea and they don't exist right now in the, in the Midwest and the whole middle part of the country. They just didn't really exist at that point at all. Seattle, and we would always, Coast, yeah. yeah, we would always talk about, man, if someone would move back, you, you know, move there and bring that coffee culture and that whole business idea to that, to this area, you know, we always thought it would go so well. And you don't ever know for sure. You don't know if the, the culture in Seattle is just about that. And maybe in the middle part of the country, it's just not there. But I always thought, man, it, you know, it'd be cool to try it. Just take the risk and see if it does actually work that well. And so we had joked about it and, and kind of talked about it for a couple of years, but really not ever meaning it. And then in, I think it was January of 21, Tiff had mentioned something about moving back and just everything lined up really quick within in about a month. And so we put our house up for sale, sold everything and all the proceeds from selling our real estate, we put it all into the coffee stand. And so we kind of took a leap of faith there and just wow. jumped into it and not really knowing if it was going to go well here. But at you the know, time, your wife was still pregnant. Right. And yeah, still on what minimum yeah she couldn't move very much for the risk of the baby right yeah so kind of taking it easy so she she that's a big risk it was a huge risk yeah. a huge risk yeah. everything we had yeah went kind of into that because if it flopped then it had been like starting from zero after years yeah. of trying to build up because when we talked in 2020 December, you were a guy who was like you know all these self-help books I'm reading and I'm listening to these podcasts <laughs> all of my books and yes. you know like shit, man, you got this Tesla, you're doing well for yourself. And you know, I'm thinking of doing this. And I'm like, nothing was a coffee shop. And now it's like, nothing. hey, well, well but it was always a friend. business. It was always a business or is always thinking somewhere outside the box. Oh, yeah. It just so happened with coffee. So have you been like that your whole life? Are you working for other people, but still wanting back to your, back your mind? Like, Absolutely. I'll pull the trigger eventually. I'll pull the trigger. Right. Just waiting for the right time. Oh, yeah. Which we did, um, you know, some with real estate. We had some some small successes yeah. with real estate and just, you know, that probably came from also buying at the right time, you know, in Olympia Markets. area, well, almost everywhere through like 2016 to 2022, if you bought real estate and you lost money, you know I mean? That's hard. 
Yeah. yeah. Was, Most people, anytime you bought in those years, as long as you held it, you're, you were probably going to make money. Well, that's what they said about crypto, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, of course, we were both in, in cryptocurrency at that time. It's one of the first things we talked about. Yeah. Uh, our wives lot. thought we were going to hate each other. What was it? Yeah. And then when we first met, my wife was like, there was something we were going to get fast food. And I was like, I you know, remember. burger and cheese, ketchup only, whatever. Yeah. We same had got thing. the same thing. It was same like, thing. no, we got, oh, we like that too. And it was like, uh, step brothers. Did we just become best <laughs> friends? And yeah. so it's, it's been hilarious because our wives are so close. Then it's now with us moving out to, to Woodward, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see them, yeah. you know, collaborate. It's, when you were you were working for the oil fields when you were younger, right? Yep. What was that like in Woodward? In Woodward, or so Visi? so what I did was automations, mm -hmm. and so with these oil wells, they want shutoffs and they want all the safety equipment in case something spills over. Right? Mm -hmm. It's contained, and there's different level valves that if if there's a spill, they would know about it right away. It would shut the well down, so it's not just pumping oil wasting in. money yeah and so all of that automation was what i did and so i i would program the wells t for all the all the shutoffs and all the different level switches and pressure switches and um before i moved to washington i had 90 wells up in alva area which mm -hmm. is about an hour and a half from here and i just had to overlook those 90 wells as long as those were running well then you got paid then i got paid yeah. And that actually during that time is when I started the Inspire Apparel in my free time. I was driving around hmm. and I'd stop at a well, just making sure everything was going good. And I would get on my phone and I would sit there and try to do things, set up a website. And I had a laptop and I'd try to do a little bit of stuff. And so I was able to, in my free time in the oil field, start that, that first business. What, what was the hardest part about starting Twisters in 21? What would have made it whether it's a pile of money, an extra set of hands, or somebody that thought like you, what would have made all the difference? Knowing what I know now. What, you know, because, that? and so when we first started, just not knowing the process mm -hmm. or systems to do, when we first started out, we didn't have a good storage um, system in place. And so we literally, we, we had, all of our storage was in our rental house in Visai. And one, we had like a two, be, two front rooms in our house. And one front room was just filled to the ceiling with boxes. Oh God. And I would wait in the morning and Haley, she's our manager now. She would send a text like, I need this, this, this. And we'd throw it in a box and we'd drive it up there. And about the time we'd get there, she would be like, oh, I also need this. So we'd turn around and we'd drive 30 minutes back, grab that drive back and we would spend our days back and forth about three times a day every day driving back and forth and i was just so stupid i couldn't think of a different way to do it and we ended up finally renting a little um a little room in that strip mall right by us yeah that's what and that's our talking. storage now um but just we spent so much time and i also waited too long to hire so for two months i tried to do the work myself also and i'm not a barista you know i don't have that <laughs> You know, you don't have the, the tier no. A to pull off the tips either. <laughs> so, And so, you know, that hindered me a lot by not hiring because me trying to do 
that plus trying to build the business, it just, it didn't allow me to push and pull a lot of, a lot of business owners either cut their legs off when it comes to people. I got the guy I've been telling you about, there's a business in OKC that uh, people aren't aware of. I haven't talked about yet. They wanted to sell me his business for about 15,000. Doesn't have any employees hasn't done any SEO or advertising work of any kind. Your industry probably doesn't need it because word of mouth is great. But we do a little bit. And like what advertising do you do? Facebook. Fate, well, ads or right. generating like that is a lot easier than Google and SEO work, which takes six months typically to kick in. And that's all keyword generation. But he hasn't done it in four years that he's been open. So he's four years behind and desperate to sell. Uh, he's just trying to get out because I guess he wants to be a real estate guy. But boy, the stark difference of like cutting your nose off to spite your face. Right. If he paid $5, $5, he'd be so much better off now. He'd sell it for 10 times more. Yeah. But no, just penny pinching yeah. until they destroy their entire business. It, it's a nightmare. So when did you finally hire? Was Haley your first hire? So Haley started at the, the beginning with us. So she was more of like family help for right. quite some time. Yep. And so she would work sometimes the whole day by herself. And I mean, we were so slammed that it was a bottleneck of only having one person. And so if we had started off in the very beginning with just hiring a couple people and trying to train before we opened up, it would have been so much smoother. We'd have been so much further ahead but trying to penny pinch and not knowing how it was gonna go, we really hindered ourselves that first couple months until we got our first employee. And it seemed like every time we'd get another employee where I could be out a little bit more, mm-hmm. it was able to grow so much more. So then it would give us opportunity for me to work on the business and not in the business. Oh uh, yeah, that's owner operator is yeah. a much harder thing than owner and executive exactly. operator. Yeah. The, well, uh, it's all in the book, The E-Myth. And reading that happens. book, the uh, E-Myth yeah, by yeah, Michael yeah. Gerber. I'll so I had only focused on real estate back when you had met mm. me back in like 2020. And, and real estate was what I thought I would do for forever. I just thought real estate was the, the only thing to do. It's big money in yes. a short time, but it's a long, a long investment over time. Yes. So a lot of people are jumping into real estate now because of the market. It's not a great time probably to jump in. But uh, I think it's a market bubble, but that's me. People know that. But that's all I I, I focused on was just real estate. And then I found the book, The E-Myth. And a lot of people had recommended reading Mm -hmm. it. And so finally I read it. And after reading it, I was like, I think I want to do a business now. You know, he lays it out so plainly of what most people's problems are in business and, and kind of how you can overcome those things. And so reading that book really changed my mind. And then I went back to the coffee stands because as we had talked, you know, we, my wife and I, we talked about it uh, for years, you know, just, I liked the idea of the coffee stands. So we looked at almost at buying one in Washington and it was, it's a good thing we didn't buy that one. It's just more expensive. Well, it wasn't all that expensive. Um, Just the one we were looking at buying was cheap for a reason. It was in a bad area. It was in between two towns, like in the country. And so you couldn't do anything to bring any more traffic in, right? It's only going to be the people that go in between that small town and Olympia each day. It's got to be convenient for those coffee shops. And it was not convenient. Yeah. And so that's one of the key things with the coffee shop is your location. 
I don't think Starbucks has to fight anyone to get them to come to Starbucks because... At that size, yeah. They kind yeah. of create the traffic to them anyways. It's the allure of just being Starbucks and yeah. convenient. Brand recognition. But they've raised their price so many right. times over so many years right. that it's no longer convenient. It's more a niche. Like it's hip. Yeah. Okay, all the soccer moms. You know, I got my cafe latte or my vanilla macchiato. Yep. It is. And my wife is addicted to it too, I know. <laughs> but see, we're coming out here, so. Hey, you got twisters now. There we go. You got uh, twisters. Then we could just order, what is it, uh, Lotus. The, there we yeah. go, and we'll just have it in the house and pump it and then overdose of caffeine. Absolutely. We can make it easy. <laughs> make it easy. We support that addiction. <laughs> There's, with all the stuff I'm seeing, because being out here this weekend, I'm running into an issue of coming across the the trailered areas at, what, are we, what are we going to call it almost like the mini ghettos inside a very nice place i love woodward but right. there are a couple of like what i'm going to call mini ghettos where people are they're not the it's not that they're not nice not the best neighbors to have not the best neighbors the okay best neighbors. we can stick with that, yeah. that works. and uh they're renting double wide single wide half wide did you know there's a half wide I didn't. Yeah. There's so a half wide. There's a half wide where it's chopped down the middle and only has half of the trailer that's available too. I've never known that. I didn't know it until today at 6 wow. p.m. when I met somebody. But a half wide. They have that for half the price at $350. That makes sense. Yeah, it's got $350 one, one, for rent. It's a kitchen, a living room, a single bedroom, and a bathroom. That's it. Uh, I guess there's plumbing. I'm not sure, but I go wow. and check it out. Wow. Because with what we're looking for, it would have been easier to just buy a house if we had more time. But we're not very good at planning. We're impatient. We are yeah. impulsive. That's me. That's us. It's, it's, it, I'm one of those people talking about business owners. Most people have a problem with saying yes to doing something or just doing it. Right. You know, the, the trigger pull. They I'm, I'm ready, freeze. fire, aim. Same. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, what's five grand again? Oh, okay. What's the exactly. thing? As you grow, it's what's 50, what's 60, what's 100? Most people don't ever want to take action. They just don't want to risk it. So I worked with a lot of guys that would, they would talk about the things that they want to do and they would talk about it. And I'd also talk about the things that I'd want to do. And um, years later, they were talking about the same things that they wanted to do. You know, it, it was the exact same thing and they just never did. And I could call those same guys right now and they're still doing the same thing, probably talking about what they'd like to do. The paramotor is a prime <laughs> example of exactly what we were talking about this originally in May before I came out in July. Right. Okay, Tucker God, the people who would do the paramotor flying, it'd be a great idea to do it out here and just like hit twisters, come back, you know, fuck it, whatever. Right. And then four months later, you have a paramotor. Yep. I haven't moved out here yet. I don't have a paramotor yet. I don't have, have the have motorcycle that I want to have yet. It's about we taking also, action, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, when, if I could in California, I'd probably be shot down by some liberal who thought I was trying to steer their guns. wife. You're awesome. No, they got lasers that shoot down drones, and they'd probably try and, like, tech hack something I've got. All right. Yeah, Never mind. Sheriff has that now for drone guns, which is fun. Um, wow. They can shoot down a Mavic from two miles away, and it just kills it. It's dumb. Horrible. Wow. They just randomly. So I live next to a hospital in Carmichael. And so there's that uh, automation area where you have to approve your liability. Right, right. Three things. You're over 18. You're not a dipshit. You're not going to do things. So you fly up, sets it for a second. And all of a sudden, if you go above, I think it's 300 meters, you start to waver. 
and then you get a notice on the, uh, the GPS where it goes from five to one. Well, that's because they are broadcasting from the top of the uh, hospital for a no flight zone within that range. Okay. Same way they're blocking for uh, the police. Well, a buddy of mine had flown into that, lost his drone, you know, calls, uh, what is it, DJI to get the GPS coordinates that hit it last sent because mm -hmm. apparently his controller didn't give it to him. Just froze, gone. Oh, no. Nobody could find it. I'm like, no, oh, that's what the cops do. They shoot it down. It's like, no, the cops didn't shoot it down. I'm like, do you live next to the hospital? Well, turns out he lives next to a hospital too, downtown Sacramento. But okay, so maybe the paramotor is not the thing. Don't do it over because you're going to have maps that will tell you right. what your sensitive material military bases uh, testing facilities in like Fort Sill. Don't right. go near there. Don't go near any hot spots or nuclear areas. What is it? Uh, National Guard bases. Right. They just like to shoot and run. But it's a whole separate thing. National Guard. They don't train the same. Well, now, now when you live in Oklahoma, you can get the paramotor now. We'll fly around. <sighs> It'll be stored here. I'm just letting you know. Right. Yeah, that's, we'll that's the idea. What's the, uh, what's the end game? Are you building twisters to sell or are you building it to hand down to your kids? You know, that has changed already several times. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's something that future Luke would know. As of right now, the goal is to get seven to 10 locations and then look at franchising options. The reason for seven to 10 is I just want proof of concept. I want, if someone's gonna buy in Two twisters. I want to be able to give absolutely every bit of information for it to be successful. And so I feel like you need, you know, at least seven to 10 of them so that you can say on average, they do this amount. This is the projected returns on, you know, your investment. And then it establishes a little bit more brand identity in the area. Did you get so, any of that info for the seven to 10 from Dutch Brothers or how Starbucks started? Mm -mm. I, th I think you got a great brand, especially because it's Twisters, Midwest, right. Twisters, you know. It rolls off the tongue easy, oh, too. Yeah. It's, it's easy to say that instead of, you, you know, there's a lot in uh, Olympia, they would have long names, you know, or it just wouldn't flow off That's the tongue. That's another concept. What was the other name you thought of? The names that we thought of? Mm -hmm. I can't even remember. God, I did. What was it? We had, we had a lot. And I think actually Haley was the one that said Twisters. And I think I dismissed it. And, and then, then later on, Twisters kind of came to me and I was like, Twisters would be awesome. And she was like, I said that. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, we'll never. She we'll definitely did, yeah. though. We'll make I sure that this doesn't. This. Yeah, it won't go. To, yeah. She'll, but, she'll uh, be bored by the, the paramotor comments. Yeah, earlier. she'll hopefully leave that one. <laughs> but, so Twisters, I guess she said it. And then we revisited it later. And Twisters was kind of the name. And I just think it was catchy. So what happens if it goes to Texas or New Jersey? New Jersey doesn't have twisters, but Texas definitely does. Whole middle part of the country does. You hit Florida and hurricanes, they're exactly. twisters, right? Yeah. They're water twisters. <laughs> I, I think it would work anywhere. I think it would work, but um, yeah, the, the middle part of the country is kind of where we're focusing. Florida, we'll start I think, would with, be a big business, especially we'll, after Ian. Well, and... So when you travel around, we went to Florida um, this year. Yeah, this February. 
and there's no coffee shops similar to what we're doing. You drive around everywhere, they're, they're not around places. They're starting to, mm-hmm. it's becoming, it's starting to catch traction, um, but not widespread, not like it is in Olympia or, or you know, Seattle area. There, there's not places that are as heavily, you know, saturated with that market is the, the West Coast. Right. With the drive-through concept, the simple drive-through two-window concept that we have, it's just not done everywhere. It's heavy. And so that yeah. market is wide open, you know. Seven to ten, and then you can start selling it to all the uh, the Miami moms. Uh, just well, imagine so, being in front of Disneyland and in, in uh, yeah. Orlando, the amount of business you would get to put Starbucks But what we want to do is facilitate somebody else to open oh, yeah. that up and make all the money off of it and just be, be the brand and the royalty. Yep. Be the brand and I, provide I the support. That type of, what I do is mainly like the businesses that I've been in besides electronic repair, consulting, management, media management, those things are good, but they're very scattered. One bad referral gets you, you know, three weeks of no, uh, you know, business. So all the the main money that I've been in is electronics, wholesale, refurbishment, repair. It's good money and it's consistent. But I couldn't imagine coffee or a small repetitive style business like that. That'd be maddening to me. I'm already dealing with customer service is a nightmare in California. So I couldn't, one bad coffee, I'd want to throw something out the window. Right. I, I don't know. My, my temper, my fuse is cut so short. I don't know. What are the things you do to battle those days when you used to have those crazy customers? Because everyone has their way of blowing off steam. Yeah, we've definitely dealt with a few of the crazy customers, mm-hmm. you, you, but very few. Really, for a year and we're at a year and two months in business, mm-hmm. we've had really few just really negative comments it just hasn't happened hardly at all yeah scooters has got quite a few one stars they do yeah Yeah. scooters is the competition that opened up after you right they have 400 locations yeah they're a decent sized company 400 locations they're they started in nebraska i believe lincoln nebraska somewhere around there um they're in a few they're in quite a few states but they're not west coast at all they're in California down the street from me, apparently. After the last time I was here and my wife told me, well, they're down it off It might of be a different name. So Same when I looked thing. on their website, they don't have any locations anywhere else. They don't have California anywhere on the West Coast. I think they have Florida maybe now, but the East Coast is almost completely bare. I think somebody's no. copied it to the T. Maybe so. I went there a couple of weeks ago after dropping Khaleesi off. And yeah, it's the same name, same branding, picture. It's picture perfect to what you have across. So I didn't see their online, but I'll take a picture for you and send it because their coffee sucks. As soon as I had yours and we had this debate of like, okay, you know, I'll give you a fair critique. I don't care if you're family or just a friend. I'm going to tell you if it sucks. It was actually a lot better than I thought. I was like, okay, everyone can make coffee. No, yours is better. And theirs was burnt. So it's well, so the coffee that we use is, you know, a huge part of it. So we've had countless people in Woodward that said that they never liked coffee their whole life. They've never mm-hmm. liked coffee. They've tried our coffee. They love it, but they can't drink any other coffee. We've had so many people that we've ruined on Starbucks. So there's been people that came through and they said, you know, that they love going to Oklahoma City or Enid or Elk City to get Starbucks. That was, you know, when they would go there, that Drive would be far. the thing. 
they can, yeah, you're an hour away at least from a Starbucks here. But they would love to make that drive and when they were there, go get a Starbucks because that was a cool thing to do. And they've came back and they're like, we, we can't even have it anymore. The coffee isn't anything what you guys have. And that coffee that we serve, um, we just, about a month ago, we were up at the Roasters. Mm. And so they're up in Twist, Washington. It's almost up to Canada. And their facility is amazing. I mean, Blue Star is just, they're an amazing company. And their coffee, it took first place in the world at a latte contest that was put on that had all the, the specialty roasters all over the place. The connoisseurs of they, coffee beans. They took first place. So their coffee is, you can say best in the world. You know it is. And we've... Watch out, Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, they, their coffee is phenomenal. There is a definitely a difference of Scooters has this like burnt roast, almost like Folgers. And so that's what also Starbucks has. In these big companies, when they have so many, they'll roast that way. They'll just churn out coffee as fast as they can. And, and that's just how they do it. I think um, the old thought is that the more, the stronger it is, the more burnt that taste is. Yeah. Like it's got a Well, a that was, morning, signi that was like, their oh, signature, Starbucks' signature thing back, I, th I think in the 70s when, when it was starting out, that, that was the signature flavor was that really dark roast. And well, at also that point- Seattle, so. It was, well, that was the whole thing. And so every roaster at that time started roasting really dark. Cause if you weren't roasting it dark, you weren't, How, you weren't gourmet at that when point. When was Starbucks open? Starbucks? Yeah, so you said 70s, I think. I it think was it was in the 70s. There's no way it's that old. Well, so it started out with just two guys. They stole coffee makers and coffee. And it wasn't until Howard Schultz took over and he went over to Milan to go look at uh, espresso beans and he saw the espresso bar. 71? Right, 71. What? But when it started out there in Seattle at Pike's Place, yeah, Pike they, place. Just sold, they just sold coffee and coffee makers. That's all they wanted to sell. That's and 50 um, years and they, uh, uh, so 2080, what have been, that would be 2070. You're gonna have as many locations as Starbucks. In 2070? Yeah. That's 15,000. So you'll have 15,000 locations, franchise. Well, Starbucks does it a little different, right? None of them are franchise. Right. So they have physical locations that a corporate mm -hmm. somehow manages, even I though- I don't understand that. That's some some of them are not managed very well, I will tell you. The road trip we took from Sacramento to here, we stopped at a lot of Starbucks, a lot. And some of them have trashes that are full on the inside of the building. Some of them don't have running water, so they don't offer ice, all kinds. Of, there's, really? There's places where it's run down. Wow. And I think there's something going on at corporate. There's an op opportunity, especially the further out west, uh, east you come from California. It's just not the same. Right. So that the whole West Coast has this premier, they make money from their coffee, $7 a latte. Right. Also gas is $7, so it doesn't really matter. Out here it's $3.40, you get your gallon and you get your coffee. Right. Even what Papa John's and Chevron are mixed out here. You can get anything yeah. at your gas station. Yeah. It's can. a different type of business. Yeah. That, yeah, you can. That's the weird thing because we were talking about how I'm opening a store here in Woodward, but to do just one thing I think would be a problem. So if I did just cell phone repair or just electronics repair, it's got to be Leslie's Home Goods, 
or my 3D printing or even my CNC machine. Yeah. I still haven't built, by the way. Still haven't but, been built? Yeah, there's so much opportunity well, now that you're for moving it. it, you know. It's hard because if I built it, it's a thousand by a thousand millimeters. So I needed a big wooden table to build to place gotcha. that on. And I just don't have the place that I want to put it that sawdust can get. So like I started making the candles and doing the silicone and it was a nightmare with the silicone. So imagine that getting all yeah. over a $6,000 CNC machine that- That'd be problematic. Oh, it'd be horrible. See, passion projects to destroy. That yeah. would be devastating. There's a, a mental, there's like a switch in business owners' minds that is permanently broken or missing, where it's the care for money that you already have made. And so as we were talking about before, you can gamble away $1,000. And it doesn't hurt as much as you investing in, say, your cups right. and then customs taking it away. We don't care as long as we've earned it and lost it. Right. But if we've invested in an opportunity to 10x our money and lost it, it's, it's a different, like that silicone. I had an investment to make money off that silicone, lost it, devastating. Casino, I'll make it back. Yeah. But it's just weighed on me for four days how I destroyed $400 in silicone. Yeah. And I think most passionate business owners have a similar thing where it's like, okay, that can be remade or that is a failure and it hurts. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that. I think there's definitely something in business owners' minds that are different than, you know. A lot, a lot of people who are, aspire to be business owners don't have that. We were talking about the yes moment. They don't have the drive to follow through. Even if you do make a Bitcoin purchase or uh, investment in real estate because now they're doing was it Grant Cardone does that invest with me buy a piece of the pie and then you make an interest right. right they can do that make money once the same way as cryptocurrency but they don't continue or make it a service that they're doing for themselves right. a lot of real estate uh, people they'll sell one house they'll be like I'm gonna be a real estate broker they get their license and they send it their house Right. Like, oh, I just kind of live with that and it does yeah. this, that, the other. It's not a fun way to live. Now, is Woodward your free, uh, forever home? I don't know where our forever home is, you yeah. know? I have no idea. I was just talking to somebody today. I was like, Woodward is the home for the next year. Even if that business fails, whatever, I think Texas, Florida would be a nice place to live. The idea of convincing my wife to move for the first time away from her parents and away from family right. is the uh, the hitch that we've already gotten over. But right. now the opportunities are wherever we can go that we can provide a service that isn't there. And yeah. that's another thing a lot of people struggle with is finding a hole that you want to fill, right. not just internally. And you could also set there. your business once you've learned how to to run a business and how to and how to make it as a business. Mm -hmm. You can go wherever you know, whatever place needs that service or that business. Whereas a lot of people that, that might have a career, you know, maybe it's region specific, right? Yeah. Something or, that needs. And of course, you know, I mean, if you're a plumber, everywhere uses plumbing. You know, if you're a lawyer, every, every city has lawyers, you know, but. No, it's like, uh, what's that guy? Tony Robbins. He can go Tony anywhere. Robbins. He can tell anyone whatever he wants because he's established for so long oh, yeah. that humans have a need for motivation. Tony and, Robbins is yeah. awesome. So he can motivate anyone because Absolutely. every 
human has that hole that the yep. weed motivates through. And he knows how to, he knows how to do that. He can fill anyone's hole. Absolutely. <laughs> this is, this is exactly what I mean. He is a yep. hole filler of whatever the desperation, the loneliness, the marital problems, whoever's got it, Tony Robbins will fill it. That's why he's good at it. Yeah. Big ass hands. He'll just, there you go. Yeah. But doing that is a giant. He's huge. He has a slide in his house. Did you know that? I didn't. He has a slide to get down to his library. He has a library. Yes. That's, that's when you know you've made it. It's a I golden need a library. slide. Huh? It's a golden slide. Yeah, I watched a podcast with somebody else, uh, Impulsive, I think, and they showed his like house and how fancy it is. Tony, I need a library. A library? A library is what I need. Well, you have a library on your phone of audiobooks. Nah. I couldn't take up that space. You know, I'm very minimalistic when it comes to the house. I am too in all except for books. Just my... Are you hoping your kids are going to read the books? Like see Absolutely. it and be inspired? I think so. As long as they want that. I I'm not going to force it. I, I won't force it. Um, but I think a lot of things come through, through that. You know, mm. I mean, reading... There's like a, a list of books that I have, right? Mm. That I feel like if, if someone was to read it and really resonate with that book, it could change their life also. Because I had read that book and... It's just like something's opened to you. When you read that book, you're just like, man, I'd never thought of, you know, things that way before. Or maybe somehow deep down I did think that way, but you just put it into words that really just, you know, gave a voice to that. what I wanted to say. Yeah. And so I have, you know, a list uh, of these books, I feel like, that I could put together. And, and someday when they're old enough to really comprehend it, maybe you know see if they want to read them and if they do and it resonates with them great if it doesn't i'll still support them anyways you know i feel like i have a 50 50 well i have a 50 50 chance of my kids either being in jail or a genius because (laughs) there's only ever in my family been you are a complete dipshit or you do something and then be the black sheep of the family and your name's forgotten but in that case, most of them have their own little seeds that they plant and create their own legacy and do their right. thing. And I unfortunately just became the black, black sheep of my family. But <laughs> so I was one out of three and one of them is still kind of half and half. So I'm like, yeah, it's pretty much a 50, 50 at this point. I only got two kids. One of them has to do something Oh yeah, on their own. However, my wife is always like, well, we'll take care of them. 17. It's a hard, I like, think once. Once they get to like that 14, 15 year old, they can start to comprehend some things. And there's some books I feel like that, that might shape. I wish someone had given me a couple of those books when I was that age. Um, It would have probably just really changed the way that I looked at it. And maybe not, maybe I'd have been young enough that it wouldn't have, I, I didn't have the maturity to comprehend it, but we'll find out with my kids, you know, were you, just, were you more of a, uh, a go-getter, 14 to 17? Probably or were not. You? No, I was the daydreamer. Yeah. The daydreamer, big yeah. time. I was more of the go-getter. I was selling cigarettes at the school, trying to make money for energy drinks to then sell the, the energy drinks and yeah, get would. our friends hammered on the weekend and be yeah. a degenerate. But I was still selling things and trying to wheel and deal. I don't know. I, I think I picked it up from my mother, uh, what they call a silver tongue. I could sell you a bottle of water like it was from the glaciers and the Alaskans. Yeah, it was so dumb. I don't have that. I don't have that. I have like the dreamer personality where I just dream big dreams. You know, as probably cliche as that sounds, that is me. I'm I'm always like uh, the big picture type person. 
like little details. I'll lose details. Yeah. So bad. You know, if you if you tell me to pay a bill on this date, I will never have it done right. It, you know, I have to delegate that. I have to ask anybody who's watching this, how many business owners are going to see this and say, well, holy shit, that's me. Because I do that too. And yeah. If I don't have reminders, I think I mentioned this day, if all my bills are on auto pay, I don't want to know that they've already been paid yeah. because it just reminds me that money is being taken out of my account that I don't look at. Yep. Because I know that there's enough money to take care of everything. Mm -hmm. It's on auto. You're just big picture. Big picture. I, I think that's that. beneficial for, for a business owner that's trying to grow a business mm -hmm. is to be the big picture. It's hard. Um, but I feel like you okay. need someone that's not big picture, that's about the details. You need that person also that that'll take care of all those details. Eric, um, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> he handles the... The little signatures, the handwritten checks. My wife can remember all of those details, you know, I don't work, every single time. Uh, I don't work with my wife. That's the goal when we move here that she'll, uh, she, she makes decent money with her job right now. So right. we're looking to downsize that and let her flourish with what she's got going on. So that'll be good. But man, it's going to be fun. We only got, man, it's the second today. We got four weeks from today until moving day really yeah but now yeah hey it's been great having you i, I appreciate you sitting down with yeah, me today and absolutely. telling your story and those of you who don't know we'll put the links for twisters uh new up, upcoming locations your facebook page in the title and links okay. in the bottom um and anyone here from the wu town how's it going uh but yeah we appreciate it